Hi everyone, and welcome to Making It Count with Christina and Will, where we explore real ways to make your hard-earned money count today and every day. No matter your financial goals, we want to offer practical tips and insider tricks to help you accomplish them. Along the way, we'll learn from our local financial experts, answer listener-submitted questions, and share our own money experiences. So together, let's make make it it count. count. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the new season of Making It Count. As we mentioned in our last episode, we're tackling big financial topics over three shorter episodes. Today's episode is the second part of our Money Plus the Holidays series, and we'll be focusing on maximizing your credit card points for holiday shopping. I'm so excited about this topic, and we've got two very special guests who, of course, we have such great, smart friends, Will. Yes. And they're going to help us with everything we need to know about holiday shopping and using those credit card points. So before we get started, I have a fun holiday shopping fact for you, Christina. Mm. Nearly 190 million Americans did at least some of their holiday shopping between Black Friday and Cyber Monday last year. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't do Black Friday. No? no. I've done the Cyber Monday, but not Black Friday. What's So what's your most memorable holiday shopping experience? Well, I also don't do Black Friday. I purposely like do not go to the stores on Friday. But I would think that my most memorable one was back in college when I actually worked retail and I had to work Black Friday. So just the craziness of of everyone coming and feeling like they were going to get a good deal, which really it wasn't a better deal than any other day that they would have come in. So. Well, that's the thing. I think Black Friday is like unless you go right when the stores open, which now they've been opening like on Thanksgiving, which is so wrong. Yeah, no, like I, I'm, I'm totally not going. like no way. Like, <laughs> At 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving. I'm <laughs> no. not fit to go to the store. Let's just say that. So <laughs> it's not going to happen. No. And now this year will be so much different. I bet you Cyber Monday will be like a whole different echelon of shopping with oh, COVID. Yeah. I'm all about the online shopping right now. I agree. So let's see what other people are thinking about. All right. So let's introduce our special guests who are here to help us learn about using points and point cards for holiday shopping. First, we have our very special returning guest, Heidi Polly, who is a certified credit counselor and financial coach at Addition Financial. Hi, Heidi. Hello, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Um, It is great to be back chatting with you guys and sharing all these great um, financial tips during the holidays. Help our People become more financially savvy during this time of year. Yeah. Well, we're so happy that you joined us again. And with you, we have Kevin Wright, the Chief Information Officer at Addition Financial. And he is going to be telling us all about the rewards. And he is a card enthusiast. Would you say, Kevin? I, I would definitely say that I'm a card enthusiast. It's, it's something that I enjoy doing. So thanks so much for asking me to participate. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the session. So before we get started, I have to ask, what are either of yours most memorable holiday shopping experience? So um, I also worked retail for many, many years. And so I never went Black Friday shopping until I actually went Black Friday shopping for the very first time. Um, I had to give it a try to see what the hype was about. Terrible. Yeah, it it's not enjoyable. No. I sipped on my coffee and I went not to buy anything, but just to look at the craziness that was happening. Exactly craziness. Never did it again. Yeah, no, it's not. What about you, Kevin? Uh, I went Black Friday shopping once when I was a child with my mother. And after watching people 
get into fist fights trying <laughs> to get the same item. I said, I don't know why people do this on the day after Thanksgiving. So uh, I've always done my shopping online once that became available. Smart mind. I think that's really smart. So talking about shopping online, let's just dive right in. Um, I want to start with a completely basic question. What should our listeners look for when they're evaluating reward cards? So when people ask me about using rewards cards uh, and, and various different credit cards, uh, the very first thing I say to them is I need you to look in the mirror. I need you to ask yourself a question and be honest. And that is, can I not overspend by using a credit card? Because ultimately the smartest way to do this to optimize your points is to not use a debit card replace all those debit card purchases with credit card purchases and be paying it off on a regular basis right so all you're doing is replacing one piece of plastic with the other one debit cards aren't going to give you those rewards the credit card side is the next step that i tell them to do is if they're not using some kind of um, pfm tool um, something like a Mint or a, a Quicken is to look at using one of those or even even your own bank's bank or credit union's online banking software. It may have a tool that will categorize your spend. And that's your first step. You want to categorize, look at the categorization of your spend overall and see what you spend the most money on. By doing that, when you're looking at these different card programs, you'll be able to better identify the ones that will be most profitable to you, whether it be just a simple flat cashback rewards card, or if it's a points card that rewards you at various different levels, depending on the type of spending that you do. That's a really good, his first point is like, to me, the key. The and removing your debit card? No, no, no. Like looking yourself in the mirror oh. and saying... <laughs> Where did these wrinkles come from? <laughs> oh, there's that. That's what I... So let me ask you, Christina. Uh huh. Can you look in the mirror and say that? That you can safely spend with a credit card and replace your debit card purchases? I have done that recently. I've done what you said. I looked at myself in the mirror and I have stopped using our debit card unless it's like $5 here, $5 there, which you're probably going to tell me even with that. Like even my little mini purchases should be on my credit card. Yeah, just, just mm -hmm. don't. So, so here's the thing. It's not only that you're getting points by using the credit card, but from a security standpoint, you're safer, right? When every time you pull out that debit card, which is very convenient, right? And, and the whole reason for a debit card was essentially to help make checks go away, mm -hmm. right? And, and convenience for that member or that customer. But that's access directly to your cash. And with the amount of fraud that goes on these days, if somebody gets that debit card number and starts using it, they're siphoning away your cash, your liquid money that is in your account. Also, when you file a claim on that cash, some financial institutions need 10 days to do research on that before they can give you a credit or refund you for that potential fraud. If you're using a credit card, which is essentially a temporary loan, then your liquid cash is still available to you. So therefore, if you get into a bind, you're not truly stuck. So from a security standpoint, it just makes more sense. But again, I have to say you have to be very diligent in how you're using it. If you're not the type of person who is tracking your spending and making sure you don't overspend, you know, because it's not like looking at your bank bank account and going, oh, I only have five dollars left. Mm -hmm. It's whatever your limit is, making sure that you're not overspending and you're not 
collecting payments or balances that you're not going to be able to pay off because these kinds of cards generally carry a higher interest rate. They are not designed for people to carry balances on. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're carrying balances, that bank is very happy to collect that <laughs> extra interest. But we're not here to have you collect extra interest. We're here to tell you how to maximize your payback for using those cards. And you can make it very valuable. Heidi, how do you walk the members you talk to on the phone through that process? Um, the most important thing, again, we have that conversation is, you know, it's it's budgeting. You have to, you know, look at what you have um, before you decide to go out and, you know, use that card. You know, and again, you know what Kevin said, using the credit card, if you have it, um, instead of that debit card, it really is. It's the safest route. But I have a fun fact um, that the average household carries a credit card debt in the amount of $8,300. So it's huge. It's easy to use the card. And just like Kevin said, you know, you can swipe and swipe and swipe, but then that adds up and then you've got to pay it back. And then you make that like mental concession, right? That, well, it's my credit card and, and I'll just, I'll treat myself for this one. It's fine. Even though I know that it's not in my budget or I have been diligent up to this point, I'll make that concession and one little concession after the other kind of builds up and just creates that like problem. Yeah. It's having the mindset of what you're doing. Um, when we're talking about the rewards, it's, it's fantastic. You know, you're stacking up the rewards, but unless you are using the rewards, paying it off, then it's really not beneficial because you're paying all that extra money and in interest. So with, holiday shopping coming up, which is a huge spending time. Is there a way that shoppers can benefit by getting new point, uh, new points cards or um, similar rewards cards for holiday shopping in 2020? Or is it kind of like, is it too late at this point in mid-November? Um, at this point, no, it, it's really, it's never too late. Um, because again, if you can't maximize on those um, rewards points now, there's always next year. So it's planning accordingly. Uh, most importantly, take a look at the um, the terms of what the rewards are. You want to look at interest rate. You want to look at annual fees. Because again, at the end of the day, having to pay annually for your card, it's not really worth it. Yeah, no, I would agree. And I would actually tell you that that's not always true. That's Ooh. why you have to, you actually have to analyze how you use that card. So Sometimes the annual fee cards, the rewards are good enough or better that it'll pay for itself in a short period of time. So that's why you really need to analyze how you currently spend and then look at those cards to determine whether or not it's worth it. If I was looking at a cash rewards card that was giving me two and a half percent back on every dollar that I spent, but I had to pay an annual fee of a hundred dollars and I spent enough on a regular basis to earn that $100 back and then some, all the rest is purely profit. And if I compare that against a card that was only offering me 1.5% back and I'm getting more on that 2.5, then, then, then it's definitely worth it. So again, you, there's a level of, of effort that you would have to put in to identify whether that's worth it. And then on things like points cards, some of those rewards cards that do have an annual fee, 
they'll have higher instant bonuses from the start, mm -hmm. which can often help pay off. They also offer various different gifts. Like um, there are cards out there that you will get, say, 100,000 points if you spend $3,000 within the first 90 days. If you spend that normally, then that's a great deal. If you don't, don't put yourself in that position. There's other cards that will give you um, free airfare or reimbursable airfare up to, say, $400. And if it did that, it might, and that card only cost you $100, well, then that's an instant payback mm -hmm. if you're going to use that service. But it's, it's key to always do the research and look. And if you're the kind that really doesn't want to spend that much time identifying exactly how you spend it, then my recommendation is always to go with a flat rate cashback card because it's pretty simple. You know, every dollar that you spend, you're going to get X back. Yeah, no, actually, he makes a good point because uh, Zach and I, when we were looking for our first credit card that we were going to be on together, uh, it does have an annual fee. And we actually did lay out all the benefits because to his point, there's it's some rewards cards. It's not just the rewards. You're getting other little things. You're getting airline reimbursements, um, fee credit reimbursements. Um, mine just added one the other day that I, I went online and I was looking at my balance and everything. And it randomly had this offer through next year that gives me $200 with any any travel that I'm booking right now. Just anything. Because they're so desperate to A, keep customers at the moment. And because of the pandemic, travel has been so down that I think they're trying to get people spending that money again. And to follow back up on the, is it too late? Now is actually a great time. And the reason now is a great time is um, because of of COVID, and, and I hate to say great and COVID in the same sentence, <laughs> but let's try and take advantage of, of negative things that are happening. Um, when, when COVID first started happening, credit card spent, spend overall decreased, and it decreased significantly. It's the exact opposite of what happened during the last recession, where people started putting things on credit cards and increasing those balances, which took a lot longer for them to dig out after the fact. When COVID hit, people stopped spending on credit cards, started paying down balances, and actually started saving more money. Credit card companies are hurting as a result of that because they depend on that transaction income as well as the interest income that comes across. So the deals that they're offering, the bonus points, the spiffs, if you will, on every one of their offers are actually higher now than they've ever been historically. And when you apply for a card, it's to their advantage to get you that card as fast as possible. So you'll probably have it within 48 hours to maybe five days after you apply for it. And many of them are now giving you an instant delivery of a digital card. So you could start shopping online immediately and then you'll get a physical card after. So, okay. So now's the time to start working on points. How do we even get started? Like, how would you suggest somebody to start working on points? So again, my, my first step is to look at my spend. And so I identify the type of cards I'm looking at. And then after I've identified, hey, here's, here's the areas that I'm highest in spend, and this is the type that I'm most interested in, right? Whether it's, again, points or cash back. Then I'm going to go and look at some of the comparison sites. So you could use websites like thepointsguy.com or NerdWallet is a good one where they bring together a list of many of the cards that are available and they will 
um, list out all of the different features and functions of the cards. You always want to make sure that you're you're looking at um, all the fine print because you'll see some things like with some cards, points expire. So if you don't think that you're going to use those points, other cards, those points are transferable. And that's an important one. If you're using something like um, an airline card, um, and I'll use Delta, for example, like maybe you fly Delta a lot. And so um, we used to call the Delta Sky Miles Sky Pesos because they were worth a fraction of what a lot of the other miles were worth on Delta. However, the trick is a lot of times you can fly with a partner airline and they're, they're no longer partners, but Alaska airline used to be a partner of Delta. And what I used to find is if I needed to go out West, I could actually book my flight on Alaska airline using my Delta sky miles. I would use about half of the amount of miles that I would have had to use for the same flight on a Delta flight on an Alaska Airlines flight, and I could upgrade the class as well. So it's important to know how those things transfer. They don't only transfer with airlines, but sometimes you can get them to transfer across to hotels. And so now it's the difference between I could fly, say, first class to Hawaii, or I could fly coach to Hawaii, but stay at the Ritz-Carlton for $50 a night. And Ooh. I think I'd rather do that then take that first class flight, but you get to choose. Mm -hmm. So that's, that, that's, that's one thing to look at is that make sure that you're looking at the fine print, make sure you understand all the terms and conditions on the card itself. Make sure if there's an annual fee, if it's waived the first year, you understand that it's waived and that if there's any bonuses involved that you've read, what you need to do to get those bonuses. And the biggest thing is don't fall into the trap. Um, the trap is when you fall for the game, right? A lot of times they'll push out different promotions, different things to, in order to get you to spend just a few dollars more. Really look at that and identify whether or not that's going to benefit you. Um, the masters of, of gamification are Starbucks. So oh, if you're yes. a Starbucks person, you're used to getting that push message on your mobile phone that we're going to give you extra stars if you purchase. <laughs> See you between... at Frappuccino Happy Hour or whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Get bonus come, stars. You come between 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock p.m. Well, the reason they did that is because they had all these people working in those their, their stores and they didn't have any business and they needed to have so many in order to stay open, but their traffic was way down. So they started doing this and they were incredibly successful in boosting their business during that time because... Starbucks stores, when they were looking at, at year after year sales, were always really good every time before noon. But at that two o'clock to five o'clock hour, they had a lull. And they figured if they could boost that by just 1%, that their, their profitability would skyrocket. And they were super successful with doing it. So just don't fall into the trap of, I think I can get there. I'll spend a little extra. Um, on airlines, People will do it. Sometimes they'll take flights that they don't need or add a, additional legs to the journey so that they collect additional flights and miles so that they can get bumped to that next level. And you really have to ask yourself, is that next level worth it? If it is, and to some people maybe it is, then it's worth that cost. Um, but if not, all you're doing is falling for the trap. I had a friend who, to maintain their status with a specific hotel card, stayed at three different hotels over three different nights What at the end of the year, just to get to that 
maintaining they must level. not have kids because i can't imagine like what you said about doing different like connecting flights getting two small children into a plane into another plane into another plane just so i could get to like the platinum reward no no i'm sorry i can't do that my good i can't imagine that would be awful so that leads us to what you're saying where you don't want to fall for that trap where you are spending that extra money. Is is there a scenario where it doesn't make sense to spend the money just to get the points? I mean, is there um, a point where you just have to say, eh, this isn't worth it? You really want to look at, you know, how you're using the card. Um, again, we talked about it before about using the credit card instead of the debit card. Have it, have it be smart. Have it work for you. Um, Look at what you're using. You know, sometimes again, it's a, the three times on gas, um, two times um, points or rewards on groceries. So it's really making sure that you're using your card for the proper benefits. Well, that brings up a great point, right? It's because there may not be a card that one size fits all. Mm -hmm. So um, is there a scenario where it would make sense to have, you know, a card for your gas and your groceries and another card for something else? Does that ever make sense? Again, it's it really comes down to doing your due diligence and looking at the offers that they have. Sometimes it's better to keep it all in one card. Sometimes, you know, using a gas card could get you more more points or more beneficial usage at that gas station. Um, so it really is going to depend on how you spend and how you're looking to get your rewards back. And I would say, um, again, yes, you analyze the way that you spend. I, I, I agree with Heidi. I would also tell you that um, having multiple cards can absolutely fit to maximize rewards. Um, at that point, you are what I would call an advanced points card user because <laughs> now you're juggling multiple cards with different scenarios. If you're in a program and you're and you have to really look at that end goal, right? If my end goal is to climb to a specific level on whatever card base that you're using or in, in airlines it might be to get to you know a specific class of membership then spending all on one card would make sense you're going to suffer or take a little less in rewards than what you're going to do um, by maximizing it somewhere else but in other cases when you really do the math it's better to put that on a card that you would be able to maximize the rewards. And a lot of people are worried about having multiple cards because they're afraid that it's going to lower their credit score. And that's not actually accurate if you do it the right way. So if you are opening cards and you're keeping your limits low and you're paying them off, because remember, I'm not talking about using a card to maintain a balance on to do a purchase and make payments. I'm talking about using the card like you would your debit card. It's being paid off all the time. So if you're following that, you could have two cards, five cards, 20 cards. It doesn't matter as long as you can manage each of those cards and you realize that you have to make those payments and make sure it's always paid off. And then use the card that's going to give you the highest reward. There are definitely going to be different cards that cater to different scenarios. All right. So I am a points novice. You will, or I would say, like, what would you consider yourself? No, I wouldn't say I'm advanced. I have I have one card that I stick to, and I use that one solely, and I like the benefits I get. And we reevaluate once a year. And I just something I meant to throw in a minute ago when you one of you mentioned annual fees. Budget your annual fee. 
even if it's a hundred bucks, whatever it might be, budget it because it's not, you know, I remember the first time I got hit with the annual fee because it was a promo the first year. It was free. (laughs) And then the next year it hit and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that July was going to be like this. I would have been a little more tight. And then, you know, that's when it was um, not so fun. So budget for your annual fee. So when the fee comes out, is it like here's the $500 fee or do they like spread it out through the whole year. I mean, I don't know how all cards work. I can speak for mine. It hits all at once. Ooh. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, all cards hit all at once. And and um, it'll either be at the beginning of the year or it'll be at your annual renewal, whatever, whichever that would be. You'd have to look at your card program on, on how that works. Uh, I will give you a tip, though. If you had something like a, a, a travel card, like an airline card, um, in times like what we're in right now, Now's a great time to call that that card company before that annual fee is due and let them know that you're going to dump that card because you can't pay the fee because you can't travel. And then most of them will waive that fee for that one year because they sure do want you to hold on to that card, um, especially if it's one that you're spending on a regular basis. And if they don't waive it, no harm, no foul, just step away from them for a while and Go pick one of the other rewards cards that might also tee up. And then you can come back after two years when they may have allowed you to get a new bonus. Some cards will have rules where you can only get a bonus once per lifetime. Others just have a a cooling off period. So if you had um, the... um, You had like a Chase Sapphire card and you got their high-end reward and you thought... Okay, now I've got the reward. Six months later, I'm going to drop that card and I'll come back in a year. That's not going to work. So I'm really super proud of myself because I, I, I think you guys will be proud of me too. So again, beginner point beginner, like beginner, beginner, beginner. I've had the same credit card for 20 years and I've only had one credit card my entire life. Like it's the same card has a super this ridiculous the most Christina <laughs> moment beyond paying 13 mortgage payments a year. This is the and most my 11 year old car with no car payments. That's very and Christina and 11 year old. Okay, so I digress. So I've had the same card. It has a super high APR, but I pay it off every single month. So that doesn't bother me. I've started taking my points because we are Disney pass holders and I'm using all of my points and paying off our monthly pass holders like thing because we pay pay monthly and i pay zero for my pass for my disney pass but see the thing about disney is that the past the the price of the past doesn't bother me that's not where i waste my money i waste my money the second i'm in the park and that's why yeah literally like i i we have now set like not a we know what we're gonna spend when we go and that's why now we have limited how often we go look He's budgeting, Heidi. Aren't you proud? I'm trying. I'm trying. But I'm I that was like a big moment for me. So again, person that's only had one credit card her whole entire life. So if I want to start doing something, I guess the first thing, and correct me, is start analyzing what I spend my most like gas, groceries, like things like that to figure out which card I could get the most points for? Is that where I should start? Well, I, I like to say start with the end goal, right? Like I here's here's the goal that I want to achieve. So in your case, you know, you want to pay off that Disney annual pass. And so you need cash in order to do that, right? So the immediate thought for you might be, I'm going to go with a cash back card because that frees me up to spend any way I want. 
I would tell you that there's many of the points cards that can also be converted to cash, or you can do my favorite thing, which is buy gift cards inside of their store, which often you can buy Ooh. for lower than the cash value. So you might be able to get a $50 gift card for $40. So you're saving 10. And again, these things work out, especially if family and friends shop at those places and they're willing to buy those cards from you for the full face value. Oh, man, you're a hustler. I mean, you got to make it everywhere that you can. right? <laughs> that's, that's what we're here for is to win. So I would I would analyze all of your spend, though. And don't just look at the thing that you spend the most. I mean, sure, that's helpful. But you want to look at the overall card plan to see what would maximize your spend overall. Um, when Amazon game came out with their card, everybody was was um, jumping for joy. And they said, wow, this is going to be so valuable to us because we order a ton on Amazon. And um, the vast majority of those people, I said, let's run it through a calculator for you. Let's look at what you spend there and, and how much you're going to get back on their card versus this other card over here looking at that exact same spend amount. And what they saw was while they might actually have been purchasing a lot of things on Amazon. Not all of them were actual Amazon purchases. They were third oh. parties. But beyond that, they were buying a lot of small dollar item things over and over again. But yet they were spending bigger on some other items. And they would have gotten more cash back on one of these other cards. So you really do want to look at the overall picture. And then some of the things to, to get those extra bonuses is, some people will fall into a trap and they'll say, I can pay my car payment using my credit card. Like some places will allow you to do that and they'll charge you a small fee. But you have to do the math because more than often you're going to lose money on those points by paying that small fee. But sometimes you won't. So again, important to look at all of those little things again on how you can maximize everything that you spend. Yeah, my car insurance I put on my credit card. That's so smart. Like we because there's no, there's no every... fee for my insurance company. So I'm I'm positive because again had the same card for 20 years. I'm positive I could get more cashback rewards from a different card. Um, so if I stop using the card I've had for 20 years and start using this new card and open a new line of credit, should I keep using the other one a little bit? Like how does that affect my credit score? Like by getting a new credit card, but then stop using the one I have all this history with. You'll definitely want to keep using it. And even if you designate that as one particular card, um, sometimes I'll tell my members um, that I'm coaching that, um, you know, the misconception is that you have to, you know, um, you know, use your card and carry a balance. And the point is, as long as you're keeping it um, active, and you're not going to lose your longevity with them as long as you maintain to keep it open. Um, and you can utilize that still just the same as long as you're using it and paying it off. Um, you can use it just once a month. So if you want to start using other cards, that's okay. Um, just make sure to still give some love to those cards that you haven't touched. Um, you know, for the one that you've had for 20 years. Still give it some love every now and then. I got it when I was seven, by the way. Well, just in case you were wondering. I know you were wondering. What did you get when you were set? The credit like 20 card? 20 years ago. The credit card. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Wait, I, I was slow now. on that. I was slow on your joke. A little slow on that one. So what are some strategies that our listeners should know about maximizing their points and saving, particularly for this holiday season? 
Um, another thing is, you know, we've really touched on this. It's going to be so huge um, to really make sure that you're looking at the offers, analyzing your card, um, really maximize on what you've got for points, looking at what it's going to cost um, to trade those points in, um, utilize your resources, most definitely at different sites. And I would say um, ensure that you're you're looking at that at your cards program as a whole. Some cards programs allow you um, to use their site as a portal so that you can purchase those same items from those same stores, but going through them. And when you do that, you can get an added bonus. Um, so uh, like City, I think their thank you site allows you to go through, Chase Sapphire allows you to go through. And when you're per making that purchase, oftentimes you're making it from that actual store. Um, you're just getting an extra bonus because you went through their portal in order to get there. I, I would tell everybody to ensure that you are launching another web browser and you're looking at that price direct just to to give you know set your mind at ease that you're still getting all the same discounts um, that are being offered as well as sales prices. Um, all of those things should should continue to happen, but you'll get an extra bonus with airlines cards. A lot of times, if you book other parts of your travel that way. Um, going through, like, say, Delta's site, if you're going to need a car rental, if you go through their site, you're going to get an extra bonus point. And by the way, if you use their preferred partner, you'll get additional bonus points. So always make sure that you're looking at that program and identifying the extra ways. See if they're running any kind of special promotions at that time, maybe extra points for some other vendor or local merchant. Um, I know that there are lots of card programs. Uh, American Express is a, a good example that on their mobile app, they periodically will update special deals from local area merchants. And you can see their distance that their stores are located from you as well as online merchants where you'll get extra bonus points for doing various different things. And you just, you have to actively select them and say that you want to participate. If you don't do that, just because you read about it doesn't mean that you're going to get it. So again, Always read all of the instructions on what you need to do. It's really good advice in terms of reading the fine print to make sure you know how to get the offer because just because you have the card does not mean you are qualified or and not even qualified. It's sometimes as simple as reading the fine print. It says you have to call and do this and you just call and say, I want this offer and then you've got it. And then there's others where they're like, everyone has it and they'll tell you you're qualified already. But it's very true. Right. I've actually had... Um, a Sam's Club membership that was free because I um, clicked on the offer inside of the mobile app of that credit card and I made a $25 purchase and then they gave me the $45 membership for free. So um, it's important to go through and, and look at those, those options. Just again, don't get sucked into the game where you're spending money that you wouldn't have spent just because it's a deal. Well, this has been really great information. I thank you both for coming on. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our Making It Count Essentials. Making It Count is sponsored by Addition Financial. When your want to needs a little know-how, turn to the money experts at Addition Financial. Just like this podcast, they're committed to empowering our community to make the best financial decisions possible. Count them into your financial journey at additionfi.com. Federally insured by the NCUA and an equal housing lender.
And we're back. Are you guys ready for the rapid fire questions? Yes. Kevin, you ready? All right. (laughs) All right. Heidi, these two first questions are for you. So I get the serious questions this time. Lauren gave me the the serious ones. What's the best way to avoid overspending at the holidays? Uh, You definitely want to make that list. Check it twice. Um, Know who you're going to buy for. Set limits on your spending. Um, Again, it's all about budgeting, knowing what you've got, how you want to spend it, and making sure that you don't overspend. And I get the fun questions. All right. So what's your favorite holiday movie? And is there one you have to watch every year? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Good choice. (laughs) Correct answer. Thank you. All right, Kevin, these are for you. What is the biggest mistake that people make with points and rewards cards? I think using them incorrectly or not understanding the program. But, you know, if, if you're... If you're also just collecting them constantly and not redeeming those points, then it's a waste. So, you know, again, understand the program that you're in, how to best use it, and and make sure that you're actually using the rewards that you're paying for. What's the best thing about spending Christmas in Florida? Uh, Every year that I actually do spend in Florida for Christmas, because every other year I, I visit family in Michigan, um, when I'm here, I get to send them pictures of me in the pool. <laughs> and they're usually shoveling the snow off their driveway. So um, I get great joy by doing that. Yeah, we do the same. My husband's family's in Michigan. He gets great joy doing the same thing. These guys are terrible. Not nice. All right, Heidi, this one's for you. Yes. Is there any points-related benefits to getting your holiday shopping done early? Um, actually, yes. Um, it depends on how long it takes the credit card carrier, um, to credit points to your account. Um, you could actually use the points that you accumulate to, um, get your shopping done early, um, and even those last minute purchases. All right. Last question. This one's really tough. Gingerbread or sugar cookies? Sugar cookies dunked in coffee. Oh, all right. That was really fun. I've got one more question. I'm throwing one for the loop. So Kevin, you're our resident points guy. What is the coolest thing you have that you're most proud of that you've done with points? Well, there was a trip that we were booking that didn't get to happen because of COVID, that that would have definitely been the winner. Um, But because that didn't happen, I would say uh, a couple of years ago, we um, went on a cruise through the Panama Canal. Uh, it was a 15-day total cruise. Started in Los Angeles, finished in Fort Lauderdale. And um, in using points, I was able to pay for the flight going out to L.A., uh, the entire cruise, as well as the um, rental car that we took from Fort Lauderdale to come back up to Orlando. So we were pretty proud of that one. Man, that's goals right there. That is goals. All right. Well, thank you both for the information and we hope to see you back here soon. Thank you, Heidi. And thank you, Kevin, so much for all for everything that you shared with us. Thanks for having me. All right, Christina, it's time for our favorite segment. What What did did we we learn learn today? today? Okay, so how are you planning to maximize your points this holiday season, Will? Um, Actually, I'll be really honest with you. I buy gifts for a very select group of people. Oh, oh, that's right. You took me off your Christmas list in the last episode. You remember that? Yes, I did. I remember that. Well, I, I have, I, I, I don't have children, so that's one expense I don't have to worry about. Mm. Um, and usually with family, a lot of times what it boils down to is like we do, um, we draw names where it's I'm buying gift 
a gift for one person versus all 20 of my family members or whatever it might be. So it, it kind of makes itself easier there too. But how do you use your points to benefit you? I've never really used points for holiday spending. Well, yeah. now's the time. I know. I might have to this year. You know to. what I learned? I love the idea of buying gift cards at a discount through your credit card. Points. That's a really, that's a good point. That's a good one because I shop at Target. I mean, hello, no surprise if you've listened to this podcast. I love Target. So if I can get $10 off of a Target card, I'm there. So I'm definitely going to be using that one. Good point. Now let's talk about how our listeners can make it count outside of the show. So we've got two great resources that you guys can access at any time. That's right. The first one is going to be very useful for anybody who wants to be responsible with credit card spending. It is the ultimate guide to taking charge of your credit card. And it covers a wide range of credit card related topics that will help you evaluate credit card offers and rewards programs, save interest, save on interest and avoid unnecessary debt. The second one is my go-to for holiday spending that we shared on our last episode. It's called the Savvy Seasonal Shoppers Guide to Prevent Overspending. Sounds so proper, doesn't it? It's great. Heidi really liked this one, too. Um, it has all kinds of great tips about how to save money while still giving thoughtful gifts this holiday season. Our listeners can find links to both guides in our show notes or by visiting Addition Financial's Resource Center at additionfi.com slash resources. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Making Making It It Count. And that's a wrap on this episode of Making It Count. If you learned something new, were inspired to reach your financial goals, or just found us entertaining, please subscribe, share, or rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. And don't worry, we'll be back soon with another new episode of Making Making It Count. Count.